you're joining us for the first time, this is season two, episode two of The Richest Men in Babylon, a book that we started yesterday. All right, we started this book yesterday. We did chapter one yesterday. We want to take this book in nice and easy, nice and slowly, um, um, because there are a lot of practical steps that are going to be laid out in this book. You know, the deeper we, 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 we start to move into it, right? So I'm going to be very careful not to combine two chapters a day if I feel like the content uh, of that chapter that we looked at is quite heavy. It's absolutely crucial that we soak into the knowledge here. All right. So season one or book one of the month 365 Manhas podcast was the science of getting rich and understanding that we need to think a certain way and that thinking a certain way wasn't enough. So to also look at the doing of things in a very particular way. And that kind of like rolled on into a lot of things. Now that we've got the science of getting rich, which has already put us, you know, in the pathway uh, or on this journey. For those of you who are interested in growing with me and growing with the podcast, it's important. My number one life rule is one chapter a day of a good book for the rest of your life. One chapter a day puts you in clock's proximity of doing 12 books per year, right? So if you've never ever gotten to six books at the end of the year, even though that's a lot of people's um, um, New Year's resolution, I'm gonna read more, I'm gonna read more, I'm gonna do it. Well, this podcast will provide you that opportunity. I will be here every day to read you a chapter, right? Uh, of some very, very good books that I believe um, will mold and shape us in the direction in which we're going. All right, so without wasting any further time, we are looking at chapter two. So yesterday in chapter one, it kind of like introduced the characters. All right, that, that's pretty much what chapter two did. Uh, chapter one, sorry. Introduced the characters, told us who's who, um, um, and the theme around it was all of this started with a desire, a desire for more, a desire for gold. The, 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 the name of the chapter was the man who desired gold. And eventually his two best friends, childhood friends, are broke. They have seen no progress in their life. What they set out to do at the beginning, they feel like they've arrived at the maximum um, um, uh, uh, level of capacity where their, their trades and their skill and their craft isn't unfortunately yielding them into being wealthy. And they remember, you know, towards the end of chapter one, that they've got a good friend whom they grew up with who happens to be the richest man of Babylon. So principle one, rule number one is they seek out uh, how to become rich from someone who's really rich, right? I, I think that's quite an important thing. You know, everyone wants to be a teacher these days. Uh, but not a lot of people have walked the walk, right? So, 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 so they seek out this man and they also activate a desire to want more, to be more, to do more. It's, it's fundamentally important for them that they come to that realization. And it's a realization that I hope that you get to. So I'm not really going to, you know, waffle too much into, into that. Moving forward now, we're looking at chapter two of our book. Um, the book and uh, the, the name of the chapter is seven cures for a lean purse seven cures for a lean purse now just a quick heads up it's old English um, 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 it, you know it, it's absolutely filled and riddled no I, I'm wrong I'm wrong the seven cures of a lean purse is chapter three I'm just way ahead in my head chapter two we'll do that tomorrow chapter two is the richest man of Babylon all right, Babylon, Babylon. My partner last night said I kept saying Babylon instead of Babylon. So I'm gonna, I'm probably gonna make that mistake in this podcast, in this episode. I do apologize. 
way ahead of time. Babylon, Babylon, right? So, the richest men of, of Babylon, I'm about to read. In old Babylon, there once lived a certain very rich man named Arkad. Far and wide, he was famed for his great wealth. Also, he was famed for his liberality. He was generous in his charities. He was generous with his family. He was liberal in his own expenses. But nevertheless, each year, his wealth increased more rapidly than he spent it. And there were certain friends of young days who came to him and said, You, Arkad, are one fortunate than we. You become the richest man in all of Babylon while we struggle for existence. You can wear the finest garments and you can enjoy the rarest foods. While we must be content if we can clothe our families in raiment that is presentable and feed them as best we can. Yet once we were equal. We studied under the same master. We played the same games. And in neither the studies nor the games did you outshine us. And in the years since you've become no more an honorable citizen than we. Nor have you worked harder or more faithfully in so far as we can judge. Why then should a fickle fate single you out to enjoy all the good things of life and ignore us? We are equally deserving. Thereupon Arkad, uh, you know, remonstrated with them, saying, If you have not acquired more than a bare existence in the years since we were used, it is because either you have failed to learn the laws that govern the building of wealth, or else you do not observe them. And this is interesting because this literally echoes the book we just finished in the science of getting rich. I think it was in chapter 8 or 9, and I stand to be corrected, where he says at the end of the day, there are two types of people. Those who are completely ignorant to the science of getting rich, or those who know about it and are lawful in applying it, right? So that's actually quite a direct quote that stuck with me. That at the end of the day, you cannot know this stuff, and therefore, it makes sense why you are where you are. Or you can know this stuff and poorly apply. Do not be consistent. Forget about all those laws that, that kept about but he says if you have not acquired more than base a bare existence in the years since we used it is because you have either failed to learn the laws that govern the building of wealth or else you do not observe them fickle fate is a vicious goddess who brings no permanent good to anyone on the contrary she brings ruin to almost every man upon whom she showers iron and gold she makes wanton spenders who soon dissipate all they receive and they are left beset by overwhelming appetites and desires they have not the ability to gratify yet others whom she favors become misers and hoard and hoard their wealth fearing to spend what they have knowing they do not possess the ability to replace it they further are beset by fear of robbers and doom themselves to lives of emptiness and secret uh, misery others they probably uh, who can take the unearned gold and add to it and continue to be happy uh, and, con and con contented citizens. But so few are they. I know them, but by hearsay. Think you of the men who have inherited sudden wealth and see if these things are not so. His friends admitted that of the men they knew who had inherited wealth, 
these words were true and they besought him to explain to them how they had become possessed of such prosperity so he continued in my youth I looked about me and saw all the good things they were to bring happiness and contentment and I realized that wealth increased the potency of these things right and in the previous book in the science of getting rich we spoke about the law of perpetual increase i mean the author literally begged us to understand that life in itself seeks out has a desire to be more to grow more right so he says i realized wealth increased the the potency of all these things right the potency of the good things that we are around to bring happiness and contentment right that is just not as easy to be happy without being wealthy so to speak or wealth is power with wealth many things are possible one may may ornament the home with the richest of furnitures one may sail the distances one may feast on the delicacies of far lands one may buy the ornaments of the gold worker and the stone polisher one may even build temples for the gods one may do all these things and many others in which there is delight of for the sense and gratification of the soul and when i realized all this i decided to myself that i would claim my share of good things of life i would not be one of those who stand afar off enviously watching others enjoy i would not be content to clothe myself in the cheapest remnant that looked respectable i would not be satisfied with a lot of with the lot of a poor man on the contrary i would make myself a guest at this banquet of good things being as you know the son of a humble merchant one of a large family with no hope of an inheritance and not being endured as you have so frankly said the superior powers of wisdom i decided that if i was to achieve what i desired time and study would be required time and study would be required and that's what really this podcast is time to study the stuff now as for time men have it in abundance you each of you have let slip by sufficient time to have made yourselves wealthy wealthy yet you admit you have nothing to show except for your good families of which you can be justly proud as for study did not our wise teacher teach us that learning was of two kinds the one kind being the things we learned and knew and the other being the training that taught us how to find out what we did not know therefore i decided to find out one how one might accumulate wealth and when i found out to make this my task to do it and to do it well uh you know to do it to do it and to do it well for it is not wise that we should enjoy while we dwell in the brightness of the sunshine for sorrows enough shall descend upon us when we depart in the darkness of the world of spirit i found employment as a scribe in the hall of records and long hours each day i labored upon the clay tablets um week after week and month after month i labored yet for my earnings i had not to show food and clothing and pen 
penance to the gods and other things of which I could remember not what absorbed all my earnings. My determination did not leave me. And one day, another weird name, guys. One day, Algamesh, I guess, the moneylender, came to the house of the city master and ordered a copy of the ninth law and said to me, I must have this in two days, and if the task is done by that time, two coppers will I give to thee. So I labored hard, but the law was long, and when Algamesh returned, the task was unfinished. He was angry and said, had I been his slave, he would have bitten me. But knowing the city master would not permit him to injure me, I was unafraid. So I said to him, Algamesh, you are, very, you are a very rich man. Tell me how I may also become rich, and all night I will carve upon the clay, and the sun rises, it shall be completed. He smiled at me and replied, You are, for, you are a forward knave, but we, still, we will still call it a bargain. All that night I carved through the back pine uh, and the smell of wick and made my headache until my eyes could hardly see. But when he returned, sun up, the tablets were complete. Now I said, tell me what you promised. You have, uh, you have fulfilled your part of our bargain, my son, he said to me kindly, and I'm ready to fulfill mine. I will tell you the things you wish to know because I am becoming an old man and an old tongue loves to wag. And when the youth comes of age for advice, he receives the wisdom of years. And that's what books are. When youth comes, when the youth comes, Right, to the age of advice, he receives wisdom for a year. Like a good book is literally someone's 20 years of life experience, um, life observations, methodological approach to approaching a lot of things and putting them in 17 to 20 chapters for you. I mean, that's what a good book can do for you. So it's absolutely crucial that we maintain the, the momentum but for yourself as well in your personal growth. You want to maintain this particular type of momentum of constantly staking track and reading every day. I, I, can, I will emphasize the importance every day. Now, but too often does you think that age knows only the wisdom of days that are gone and therefore profits not. But remember this, the sun that shines today is the sun that shone when thy father was born and will be the same sun still shining when thy last grandchild shall pass into darkness. The thoughts, of youth he continued upright. Excuse me. The thoughts of youth he continued are bright lights that shine forth like the metals that oft make bright, brilliant the sky. But the wisdom of age is like the fixed stars that shine so unchanged that the sailor may depend upon them to steer his course. Mark you well my words, for if you do not you will fail to grasp the truth that I will tell you and you will think that your night's work will be in vain. Then he looked at me shrewdly from his uh, shaggy brows and said in a low, forceful tone, I found the road to wealth when I decided that part of all I earned was mine to keep. And so will you. Right, it's principle number one. Those of you who are smart enough to make notes, write notes. Those of you who've heard a lot of rich people, little trendy video clips talking about pay yourself first. I decided a part of all I earned was mine to keep. And so will you. Then he continued to look at me with a glance 
that I could feel PSB but said one more is that all I asked that was sufficient to change the heart of a sheep herder into the heart of a money lender he replied but all I earn is mine to keep is it not I demanded far from it he replied do you not pay the garment maker do you not pay the sandal maker do you not pay for the things you eat can you live in Babylon without spending what have you to show for your earnings for the past month what for the past year fool you pay to everyone but yourself do large you, you labor for others as well as as well be a slave and work for what your master gives you to eat and wear if you did keep yourself one tenth if you did keep yourself another principle those of you are writing down if you did keep yourself one tenth of all you earn how much would you have in 10 years so just take one tenth of your annual salary i guess your your your, your average incomes from different hustles if you were to take one tenth I get so thirsty when I do this. How much would you have be, would you have in 10 years? My knowledge of numbers did not forsake me and I answered as much as I earn in one year. So if he saved 10% of his annual um, uh, uh, take home and you could do that from uh, you know, a monthly perspective, month to month, but 10% of his annual take home and he saved 10% every year for 10 years, the full total of that would be one year's pay. All right. You speak half the truth, he retorted. Every gold piece you save is a slave to work for you. Every copper it earns is its child that also can earn for you. It will then become, if you would, if, if you would become wealthy, then what you save you must earn and its children must earn that all may help give you to the abundance you crave so your money must make money must make money right your money must make babies and those babies must make money you think i cheat you for long nights work he continued but i am saying i'm paying you a thousand times over if you have the intelligence to grasp the truth of what i have offered you a part of all you earn is yours to keep it should be not less than a tenth no matter how little you earn it can be as much more as you can afford pay yourself first do not buy from the clothes makers and the sandal maker more than you can pay out of the wrist and still have enough money for food and ch and charity and a, pe a penance to the gods wealthy is like a tree grows from a tiny seed the first copper you save is a seed from which your tree of, of wealth shall grow. The sooner you plant the seed, the sooner shall the tree grow. And the more faith you fully, uh, the, 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 the more faithful you, you nourish and water the tree with consistent savings, the sooner may you bask in the contentment beneath its shade. So saying he took this, his tablet and went away. I thought much about what he had said to me and it seemed reasonable, right? So I decided that I'll try it. Each time I was paid, each time, each time I was paid, I've got this crazy rule. Every time I receive a, a, any type of money, normally from my 
uh, trading withdrawals, um, 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 crypto gains which have been clocked out, options contracts, whatever it is that I'm doing in the financial markets, my, I, I, this is a very important rule. Each time, not some random number you decided at the end of the month. Every single time I was paid, I took from each 10 pieces of copper and hid away. All right? And strange as it may seem, I was no shorter of funds than before. I noticed little difference as I managed to get along without it, but often I was tempted as, as my hoard began to grow to spend it for some of the good things the merchants displayed, brought by camels and ships from the land of the phonics for musicians or something like that, I have no idea, but I wisely refrained. A 12 month after, you know, after Anglomish, so a year later, Anglomish comes back, had gone, he again returned and said to me, son, have you paid to yourself not less than one tenth of all you have earned, um, for, you know, in the past year? I answered proudly, yes, master, I have. That is good, he answered, bearing a uh, you know beaming upon me and what we have done with it I've given it to Aslo the brick maker who told me he was making over uh, the years the, sorry I am so thirsty today can I read that again I've given it to Azum, the brickmaker, who told me he was struggling over far over the far seas and in the tire he would buy for me the jewels of you know for for something uh, for 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 Phoenicians. Phoenicians is this weird city, another city, Phoenicians, where he returns. We shall sell these at high prices and divide the earnings. Every fool must learn, he growled. But why trust the knowledge of a brick maker about jewels? Ah oh, man, something is happening with our live. I apologize. Okay, cool. We're back on. I apologize. It's a podcast. I'm filming it live today. There'll be no edits, so there'll be a little bit of blitz and burps. I do apologize for that, right? So the live is reconnected. So like I was saying, um, 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 so, so, so basically, Anglomash has come back. It's been a year, he's come back, and he's like, look, man, did you do what I told you to do? Which was, number one, 10% of all you, you, you earn, you have to pay yourself first, right? And, and then he was very clear, or he's becoming more clear about what needs to happen to that 10%. And he did say earlier on that you need to get to a stage where your money can make money, can make money for you, so that money that you're, in, you're paying yourself can be used as a financial vehicle to make more money for you if you make your money, make money, make money, or work for you. All right, so 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 now, um, 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 I've, I, uh, you know, he's back and he's asking, where's the money, what happened? And he says, I'd given it to Azam or the brick maker, who told me he was traveling over the far seas and in Tyre he would buy for me the red jewels of the, you know, that word that I'm trying to avoid pronouncing the, 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 the Phenosians, I guess, I don't know. <laughs> when, when, he, when he returns, we shall sell these at a high prices and divide the earnings. Every fool must learn your graph. But why must the knowledge of a brick maker be about, uh, about Jews? What does the knowledge of a brick maker about Jews? Would you go to a bread maker to inquire about the stars? No. By my tunic, 
we would have to go to an astrologer. If we had the power to think, your savings are gone. Youth, your, you, you, you have jerked your wealth tree up by the roots, but plant another, try again. And the next time, if you would have advice about the jewels, go to the jewel merchant if you would know the truth about sleep, about the sheep, go to the headsman. Advice is one thing that is freely given away, but watch that you take away only what is worth having. He who takes advice about his savings from one who is inexperienced um, in such a matter shall pray with his savings for providing the, 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 the falseness of their opinions. Saying this, he went away. So he didn't give him anything more. Like he didn't do what I told you to do. You didn't uh, do it in the exact way I told you to do. So try again this year. Try again for a second year. And it was said for the you know the city the, or the people, politicians. Right, and someone's gonna correct me in the comment section. I can't wait to see that as uh, you know, as scoundrels and sold to almost as worthless bits of glass. They look like gems, but as you know, uh, Algamish had bid me, I again saved each tenth copper. For now, I had formed the habit, and it was no longer difficult. So, your first day is gonna be tough because of the habit to do so. Again, 12 months later, Algamish came back to the room of the scribes and addressed me. What progress have you made since I last saw you? I've paid myself faithfully, I replied, and my savings I have entrusted to Aga, the shield maker, to buy bronze and each fourth month he does pay me the rental. That is good. And what do you do with the rental? So it seems like he's finally starting to figure it out. How do I make my money? make more money for me and it's like he's created a place where it seems like you know someone else is going to be renting or some arrangement like back in the day i mean this old english is tripping me up big time but anyways i do have a great feast with honey and fine wine and spice cake i also have bought me a you know a, you know a scarlet uh, tunic and someday i shall buy me a young ass upon which to ride to which uh, you know almagish laughed you eat the children of your savings. You eat the children of your savings. The first 10% that you put away is not money that you get the moment you get a bill. The moment you get a chance to spend, you use that instead to spend because you are killing the children of your savings. Then how do you expect them to work for you? And how can they have children that will look at, you know, that will also work for you? The first First get thee an army of golden slaves, and then many a rich banquet may you enjoy without regret. So saying, he again went away, nor did I again see him for two years, when he one more returned, and his face was full of deep lines, and his eyes had dropped. For he was becoming very old, and he said to me, Our God, hast thou yet achieved the wealth or the demand of and I answered not yet all that I desire but some I have had enough uh, earns sorry guys you know it's, it's very choppy I can feel like my energy level is low so I'll take that from the top and I answered not yet all that I desire 
but some I have and it earns more and its earnings earn more. So he's got the second time around, he's got a bit of money making a bit of money. It's, 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 it's a little bit, but it's earning more and earning more. And then do you still take advice from brick makers was question number two about brick makers. They give good advice. I, 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 I retorted. Arkad, he continued, you have learned your lesson well. You first learned to live upon less than you could earn. Please, live upon less than you can earn. It's a temporary thing, but you might need that. Next, you learn to seek advice from those who were competent through their own experience to give it, right? And then number three, and lastly, you have learned to make gold work for you. Okay, so that's the main big three things. Now you've taught yourself how to acquire money and how to keep it and how to use it. Therefore, you are competent for a responsible position. I am becoming an old man. I am becoming an old man. My sons think only of spending and no thought to earning. My interests are great and I fear it would, I fear too much for me to look after. If you will go to, you know, Naipu and look after the lands there, I shall make you my partner and you shall share in my estate. So I went to Naipu and took charge of his holdings, which were large. And because I was full, uh, full of ambition and because I'd mastered the three laws of successful handling wealth, I was able to create you know greatly the value of his properties so i proposed much and when the spirit of algamish departed um the sphere of darkness i did share uh, in his estate as he had arranged under the law all right now as so spark arcade when he had first you know finished his tale one of his friends said you were indeed fortunate that algamish made you an heir Fortunate only that I had the desire to prosper before I just met him. So the first thing first was the desire to prosper. Cool. Fortunate only that I had the desire to prosper before I had first met him. For four years did I not prove my definite purpose by keeping one-tenth of all I learned. And that's actually a very important place maybe to pause real quick because it's been very choppy and I do apologize for that. I promise you I'm going to get better at reading this English, number one. Number two the podcast will go back to being in the mornings where i'm at my best i can feel like whoo, my energy levels are crashing but it's very important now let me just break down this line here because this is the this is the meat of it now right this is the meat of it and we're only four pages away towards the end fortunate only in that i had the desire to prosper before i met him for four years did i not prove my definite of purpose by keeping one tenth of all i earned now this man wanted to be rich so he went and asked the rich person how to be rich the rich person told him the first step you gotta do is you gotta start saving one tenth of all you keep right and, and literally just stay focused on that a part of all you earn is yours to keep but it's not just to keep willy willy you gotta make sure that what you're keeping is making babies who are making babies for you because 
when your money starts to produce after its own kind, the law of perpetual increase from the previous book becomes a lived reality. But he says, my, you can see my commitment. For four years, did I not prove my definiteness of my perf of, of purpose by keeping one-tenth of all I earn? Some of you need to really start to becoming very committed to those goals. You, you, your goal is now clear, but the acting towards your goal is not clear. Would you call a fisherman lucky who for years so studied the habits of the fish that with, with each change in wind he could cast his net about them? Opportunity, and this is the quote I grew up saying when I was 13, opportunity is a haughty goddess who wastes no time with those who are unprepared. You had strong willpower to keep on after you, uh, after you lost your first uh, um, year's evening. You are usually in that way, spoke another. Willpower, retorted Arkad. What nonsense do you think willpower gives a man? The strength to lift a burden the camel cannot carry and to draw a load uh, um, um, the oxen cannot budge. Willpower is but the unflinching purpose to carry a task you set your, for yourself to fulfillment. If I set for myself a task, be it ever so terrifying, I shall see it through. However else shall I have confidence in myself to do some, some important things. Should I say to myself for a hundred days as I walk across the bridge into a city, I will prick from the road as possible and cast, you know, into the stream. I would do it if one of, if, if, if on the seventh day I passed all my, I passed all by, by, by with, without remembering, I would not say to myself tomorrow I will cast two pebbles, which will do as well. Instead, I will retrace my steps and cast the pedal. No, no one, no, no, on the twentieth day would I say to myself, our oh card, this is useless. What does it avail you to cast a pebble every day? Now throw in a handful and be done with it. Damn, I'm a bit confused. I'm going to take that paragraph again because it's choppy. It's very, very choppy. I apologize. Very, very choppy. For a hundred days, as I walk across the bridge into the city, I will pick from the road a pebble and cast it into the stream. I would do it. If on the seventh day I passed without remembering, I would not say to myself, tomorrow I will cast two pebbles, which will do as well. Instead, I would retrace my steps and cast the pebble. This is, this is you, know, you know, like with this old English, I won't even lie, it trips me up, especially when I read it at night, because I am definitely brain fried. I mean, I'm up, you know, very early. So I do apologize for this episode, man. I mean, I can feel myself, you know, deflated, but this is so important. You know, it's, you know, book six or five, I can't remember the plan, is when we start to talk about atomic habits. He's saying, look, if I decide that every day I'm getting up at 4 a.m. on day seven, when I don't get up at 4 a.m. and I snooze into 5 a.m., what am I going to do? Will I say tomorrow I will get up at 3 a.m.? I'll wake up an hour earlier than before. If we agreed from book one that we've got affirmation cards, we've got a gratitude journal that we're supposed to be looking at every day, he's saying the day you start to break away, 
from, from, from that new atomic habit that you're trying to build, which is taking you through your journey to building wealth. On that day, make sure you have the self-discipline and the maturity to say, look, dude, you messed up, right? We didn't do our gratitude, but we didn't, you know, reaffirm, realign our mind to our thinking purpose. We didn't affirm our purpose. We didn't go through our affirmations to maintain the certain thinking thing that is linked to the, the formless substance. Those of you who've been with me since, since book one will know what I'm referring to, that to maintain that thing so that the thinking, your thinking, your vision, your purpose is in line with the greater intelligence, that particular thought has to be carried, you know, in the mind for long. And he's saying at some point in time, if you start to build habits around your goal, 20,000 US dollars, 100,000 US dollars by the end of the year, whatever your goal is, at some point in time, you're going to make a mistake as a human being. The difference between him, because his friends are thinking he was lucky, he was lucky that he bumped into a rich man, he was lucky that he, 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 you know, the rich man taught him stuff, and he's telling him about the power of willpower. The power of willpower will tell you that instead of not completing the task today and saying tomorrow I will cast two pebbles which will do as well. Instead, I would go back, retrace my steps and cast the pebble. So instead of me going to sleep and saying, look man, everyone will understand I hurt my knee today. You know, I'm in a little bit in pain. I'm a bit tired. I got up at four or five. You know, I got up at five today, you know, and I've just been mulling through trading charts, blah, blah, blah. I'll do two chapters tomorrow. The right thing to do is at about half past 10 p.m. on South African time, I'm getting through the chapter. I'm not doing my best job today, I apologize, but I'm getting through the chapter. That's the right thing to do. Nor on the 20th day would I say to myself as I continue with the book, Archive, this is useless. What does it avail you to cast a pebble every day? What does it avail you to read a chapter every day? Throw in a handful and be done with it. No, I would not say that nor do it. When I set a task for myself, I complete it. Therefore, I am careful not to start difficult and impractical tasks because I love leisure. I love leisure. And then a friend spoke up and said, if what you tell is true and does seem as you have said reasonable, then being so simple, if all men did it, there would not be enough wealth to go around. Alcott's response, wealth grows wherever men exert energy. All right, and replied, if a rich man builds him a new palace, is the gold he pays out gone? No, the brickmaker has part of it, and the labor has part of it, and the artist has part of it. Everyone who labors around the house has part of it. Yet when the palace is completed, it is now not worth all it costs and is the ground upon which uh, it stands not worth more because it is there. And it is and, and is the ground that adjoins to it not worth more because it is there. Wealth grows in magic ways. No man can prophesy the limit of it. Have not the... Those people that we spoke about earlier on, the, the, that weird city that I can't pronounce, the, 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 the Phoenicians built great cities on, on barren coasts with the wealth that comes from their ships of commerce on the sea. What do you advise us to do that we also may become rich? Asked still another of his friends. The years have passed and we are no longer young men and have nothing, uh, you know, nothing put by. 
I'd advise that you take the wisdom of Algamish and say to yourself, a part of all I earn is mine to keep. That's very important. It, say it in the morning, when you first arise, say it at noon, say it at night, say it each hour of every day, say it to yourself until the words stand out like letters of a fire across the sky. So how many times do you have to affirm yourself? Well, you gotta say it every each and day, every hour. Say it to yourself until the words stand out like the letters of a fire. Impress yourself with the idea. This is this guy, these books are written at different time zones. The science of getting rich was written at a very, very different time. Let me just quickly find the publication date for the richest men of Babylon. This book was written in the 1920s. Alright, 1920s, right? Science of getting rich is quite quite more recent. And they are both arguing about this idea of complete meditation around your goal, but also impress yourself with the, the with the idea fill yourself with the thought then take whatever portion seems wise uh, uh, you know let it be not less than one tenth and and laid by arrange your other expenditures to do this if necessary so fill yourself with the thought then take whatever portion uh, seems wise let it be not less than one tenth and labor it so this is how much you should pay yourself or how to pay yourself uh, uh you know specifically arrange your other expenditures to do this if necessary but lay by the portion first soon you'll realize what a rich feeling it is uh, to own a treasure upon which you alone have claimed as it grows it will stimulate you a new joy of life will thrill you. Greater efforts will come to you, uh, you know, more. For for of you increased, you know, earnings will not the same percentage be also yours to keep. Then learn to make your treasure work for you. Make it your slave. Make its children and its children's children work for you. I mean, I don't want to like, you know drag us out of this but one of the best things currently right now in the world is cryptocurrencies and nfts that can do this for you right this idea i mean i'll show you this later one day now ensuring income for thy future look thou at the age and forget not that in the days to come thou also will be numbered among them therefore invest thy treasure with the greatest caution that it not be lost Uh, yeah. Now, uh, uh, um, 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 therefore, invest thy treasure with thy greatest caution, that it be not lost. Uh, you, you serious rates of return are deceitful. Right? Don't go for those, you know, quick rich get you know schemes. Sirens that swing, uh, uh, but to lure an unwary upon the rocks, loss and remorse. Provide also that thy family may not want. Should the gods call thee into the realms for such protection, it is always possible to make provision with small payments of regular intervals. Therefore, the you know provident man delays not in the expectation of a large sum of becoming available for such purposes. Right. So the wise man doesn't wait for this money to be so much before they can start to 
to, 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 to save or to invest. Counsel with wise men. Seek the advice of men who daily work is handling money. Let them save you from such an error as I, as I myself made in entrusting my money to the judgment of Amuza, the brickmaker. A small return and a safe one is far much more desirable than a risk. Enjoy life you know, while you are here. Do not overstrain or try to save too much. If one-tenth of all you earn is too much or is as much, is as, much as you can comfortably keep, be content and keep to this position. Live otherwise according to your income and let not yourself get, you know, you know, sorry. Live otherwise according to your income and let not yourself get niggly and afraid to spend. Life is good and life is rich with things worthwhile and things to enjoy. His friends thanked him and went away. Some were silent because they had no imagination and could not understand. Some were sarcastic because they thought that one so rich should divide with friends uh, not so fortunate. But some had in their eyes a new light. They realized that Algamish had, had come back each time to the room of the skies because he was watching a man work his way out of darkness into light. And when that man had found the light, a place awaited him. No one, no one could fill that place until they had for himself worked out his own understanding until he was ready for the opportunity. These latter were the ones who in the following years frequently revisited Akkad, who received them gladly. He counseled with them and gave them, you know, freely of his wisdom, as men of a broad experience always gladly do. And he assisted them in, in so investing their savings that it would bring in a good interest you know, with the safety and would neither be lost nor entangled in investments that paid individuals. And the last paragraph, the turning point in this man's lives came upon that people when they realized the truth had come from Algamish to Arkad and Arkad to them. A part of all you earn is yours to keep. A part of all you earn is yours to keep. And I think there's been clarity about exactly how that bits up. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the end of episode two, season two of the Money Heist podcast. We just did The Richest Man of Babylon. I apologize from the bottom of my heart for my low energy today. I apologize for the slip-ups. I am extremely tired, uh, but discipline prevailed. Personally, because of, you know, of a mediocre job that I think I did today, I will be revisiting this chapter just to make sure I stay grounded with the principles. I mean, I've been reading this same book since I was 13, 14. Um, um, yesterday, I did review, guys, my, my, my old man's, you know, previous letter to, to the first version of this book that I had. It was a very good book and they're already dropping bars. So a part of all you earn is yours to keep, but it's not just yours to keep as a pile of cash. Get that money working for you. Every single thing, grandma sends you a thousand what what for your birthday. Get 10% working for you. Right guys, 365, shake my hand. Let me go get some rest. And then tomorrow we are back again, right? I appreciate all of you. Um, and I'll see you on the other side. If you are a trader, uh, as I wrap up, if you are a trader, please note 
that tomorrow at some point in time there will be a new trading video that I'll be dropping on our YouTube channel and it speaks more towards uh, a pound USD and a trade setup, right? So something just to completely look out for. But yeah, until then guys, I appreciate you. Shake my hand one more time. Thank you so much and have a good day, good night, um, you know, right across the board. It's gonna take me a while to figure out how to end the live. Are you sure you want to stop streaming? Yes, there we go guys. Take care, goodbye.